0: I just finished reading Predictable Success by Les McEwen, and it's a great book. It teaches you about the seven phases every business goes through. If you watch this video, you're gonna walk away with a really, really comprehensive idea of where your business is and where it's going. And if you don't have time to learn about your business, then go eat some Cheetos, have a nice life. But if you do watch this video, you're gonna get a great handle on where you're at, what's coming next, and how to actually get to the next phase. So again, there are seven stages in predictable success. There is the early struggle, there is the fun stage, whitewater, predictable success, which is where you wanna be. Then there is treadmill, the big rut, and death rattle. We do not wanna be in the death rattle. So a couple key points here that Les breaks down. A, organizations cannot jump or skip a stage. Organizations can move back and forth between stages. It is also possible for an organization to stay in predictable success indefinitely, which, again, as a business owner, is where you want to be and where you want to stay. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read about these seven stages so that you can really explode your business and avoid some of the common problems that businesses go through. So first, we're going to start with early struggle. It feels as if you're hacking through the jungle, fighting to keep your newborn organization alive. The two main challenges are A, making sure there is enough cash to keep going. And B, you've clearly established that there is a market for your product or service. The mortality rate for organizations in this stage is very high. More than two-thirds of organizations don't make it out of early struggle. You're fighting for your organization's very existence. And you know, based on my experience, you know, the, the rate of failure is probably even higher than two-thirds. Uh, another point I think that's interesting is that the success rate for new franchises is actually 90%. It's much higher, which to me makes franchising somewhat of a more interesting option than I previously thought before I started this journey. Okay. Anyway, early struggle, messy time. And uh, hopefully if you're in early struggle, you've got this, you can get through it. The other thing I want to point about early struggle is that your first business might not be your last. In fact, it probably won't. So if your first, if you're just struggling to find that market and your first business is just not working, it could be that there's a disconnect and maybe you need to look at a different business model. I'm not saying that you have to, but this is something to consider. Okay, so let's talk about the next stage, which is fun, which is a good stage. This is actually where my business is at, so it's fun. Fun, you've broken through the early struggle. You have cash, at least enough to take the pressure off, and an established market. It's time to have fun. Now you're free to concentrate on getting your product or service into the market, so the key focus now moves from cash to sales. This is the time when the organization's myths and legends are built, and the big dogs emerge, those loyal, high producers who build the business exponentially in this time of rapid first-stage growth. So yeah, Fun is great because you're starting to make money. You don't have to worry about paying the bills so much and uh, you've got an established market. You probably have an established client base and you're moving quickly. Uh, We'll talk more about fun here in just a moment, but first let's talk about the next stage, which is whitewater. The very success that you reaped in the fun stage brings with it the seeds of whitewater. Your organization becomes complex and the key emphasis shifts once more from sales to profitability. Achieving sustained, profitable growth requires you to put in place consistent processes, policies, and systems. Unfortunately, putting those systems in place proves harder than you expected. Making the right decisions seems easy, but implementing decisions and making them stick is incredibly difficult. The organization seems to be going through an identity crisis, and you may even be doubting your leadership and management skills. So basically what what happens in Whitewater is you're going through a growth phase. You've, you've hit a point where you're onboarding new clients, you're, you're onboarding new team members, and then communication breaks down. What, basically, what's happening here is you're, you're being somewhat exposed for not having all the systems in place to handle the growth. Growth is fun until you have so much growth that it's kind of hard to manage everything. So in Whitewater, you need to establish more systems to keep everything in place in order to get to the next phase, which is predictable success. The other thing that can happen during Whitewater is you may have been coddling team members, or there might be team members who uh, required a lot of special attention. Well, now you need to move into a more systemized approach of communication, which we see in predictable success. So let's talk about what predictable success looks like. You've developed a team that has successfully navigated your organization through Whitewater. Congratulations. Congratulations you have reached the prime stage in your organization's growth, predictable success. Here, you can set and consistently achieve your goals and objectives with a consistent, predictable degree of success. Unlike fun when you were growing, but weren't quite sure how or why in predictable success, you know why you're successful and you can use that information to sustain growth in a long term. In uh, in one of the keys in being the predictable success is having the right mix of sales, having the right systems in place, but not too many systems. And another key here is that communication is not just vertical, meaning managers, team members, subordinates, management, et cetera, but horizontally as well. Team members speak with other team members from other departments, and the communicate. It's it's all about communication all around. There's also enough structure in place so that things can happen smoothly and easily, but there's still this spirit of uh, entrepreneurism and innovation so that you're just striving to, to get ahead, okay? Because if you don't have that spirit of entrepreneurial spirit, I know I'm spaying spirit a lot here, But there's enough innovation in place because if you lose the innovation, what happens is you're going to go to the next stage, stage five, which is treadmill. In principle, there is no reason for any organization to decline from the position of predictable success. In practice, many organizations begin to swing too far towards dependence on process and policies. Creativity, risk-taking, and initiative decline in response. And the organization becomes increasingly formulaic and arthritic. Working for a treadmill for an organization in the treadmill stage can feel like being, well, on a treadmill. A lot of energy is being expended, but there's little sense that forward momentum is being achieved. There's an overemphasis on data over action, on form over content. Good people start to leave, many of whom have been with the organization for some time. Even the entrepreneurial founder, if they're still there, may be coming frustrated and threatening to leave also. So if you're in an organization that is always talking about meetings and charts and data, you could be in a treadmill organization. The key here again is to get that innovation back online and removing processes and systems that may not be necessary. If you've ever gone to a boss or if you've ever gone to someone in your organization, or if people in your organization come to you and say, I have this idea, let's try it out. And you say, nope, you just got to stick to the plan. That stifling of innovation and personal responsibility is what's probably put you into treadmill. Uh, past treadmill is stage six, which is the big rut. Treadmill is dangerous in the organization's development. If it is checked in time, creativity, risk-taking, and flexibility can be reinjected, taking the organization back to predictable success. Left unchecked, however, the organization will decline further into the big rut. At this stage, process and administration have become more important than actions and results. Worse, the organization loses its ability to be self-aware and cannot diagnose its own sickness and decline. When an organization reaches the big rut, it can stay there for a long time on a very gradual decline. And then next, we have death rattle. Eventually for all bureaucracies, There is a final attempt to resuscitate the organization, whether by the appointment of bankruptcy practitioners or by being acquired. Either way, the organization will not survive in its present form. After a brief death rattle, the organization dies in its present form. So my key takeaways from the book here are that, A, you want to understand what phase your business is in. The better you understand what phase your business is in, the better you're going to be able to get past it and get to the next stage, and the better prepared for the next stage you will be. Now, we also talked about the fun stage, and I want to talk about for this just another moment because I think this is important. There may be a place where you actually stop yourself from going out of the fun phase. You might say, hey, I don't want to take on more clients. I don't want to take on more team members because then the business just gets too complex. It's too complicated. I don't want to go there. This is really common in mom and pop shops that you might see around your local community. You might be wondering, well, this company is so great, the food is so good, why don't they nationalize or why don't they expand? Well, it's because the owner has probably made a conscious decision of saying, my life is good, I would rather spend time with my family than expand to the next level. Now, that being said, there's a lot of tools, there's AI, there's automation, there's a lot of ways that you can actually, I think, get to a massively successful fun, fun business, quote unquote, without getting too bureaucratic, hiring CMOs, CFOs, board of directors, et cetera, et cetera. But again, understanding what phase your business is in is, I think, extremely important for you to understand the problems that you have to overcome to get to the next level and the problems that are ahead of you. The next key takeaway from this book is understanding, and I mentioned this earlier, understanding the phase of other businesses is very important because it enables you, again, especially if you're in the B2B space, to develop better solutions to their problems. It enables you to deliver better messaging and marketing because you better understand the problems because you understand the phase that their business is in. It also makes it much easier for you to close those sales because the key to closing sales, ladies and gentlemen, is understanding The problem that that lead or prospect has in speaking to that problem, we call this selling the gap, the gap of all the pain that they have now, because that's where their business is at and the benefit that light at the end of the tunnel, what life will be like after they've experienced your solution, the better you are at at helping them to understand that gap and understand your solution, the better you're going to be able to sell. And then the last thing that I I took away from the book Predictable Success was um, that AI has changed the game. Les has a great book here. It really lays it out, but it did not take into account AI. And I believe that the next billion dollar businesses are going to be solo businesses. It's going to have one, maybe two or three employees. Now, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like because it hasn't happened yet, but I can tell you by listening to the show, by paying attention, by experimenting with AI, you're going to give yourself a big leg up. AI changes the game because what used to take 100 people to do might now only take 10 or 5 people to do. Efficiency has been expanded enormously. And so as someone who's going into the fun phase, thank God, the early struggle is rough. But as someone go into the fun phase where we're selling, we're expanding, bringing on new team members and whatnot, I know that that whitewater is coming. But what I also recognize is that by implementing AI, I can avoid expanding my team too fast, too quickly, and getting into those challenges of, of communication. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for subscribing. I will catch you in the next episode. I'll go make some damn money. Let's go. Basically.